Today's daf is daf Lamed Beis. We're holding at the Mishnah at the bottom of Lamed Aleph Amad Beis. So this Mishnah is really continuing with the Mishnah we had before. We actually quoted this Mishnah uh, yesterday. And we learned yesterday that there was a machlokas beishamai beishilo where the hektish betolos, a hektish that's made by mistake, uh, is considered to be a hektish or not. Now there were different ways of learning that mishnah, whether it actually was specifically talking about a case of hektish betolos or not a case of hektish betolos. But what came out clear is that beishilo understood from beishamai that their position was that a hektish betolos is considered to be a uh, a valid hegdish. So this Mishnah and the question that Beis Hillel are going to be asking on Beis Shama is predicated on that understanding that Beis Hillel understand that Beis Shama's position is that hegdish betalos is considered to be a hegdish. So what's the case over here? The case was Misha Nadav Nazir. The case was that a person was made himself into a Nazir. Now the way that Rishon explained it, he made himself into a Nazir and then he thought about it and he thought that his Naziris was not a valid Naziris, that maybe he had used language that was not a uh, valid language and he self-medicated. Instead of going to the Chacham to ask, he decided, okay, I'm not a Nazir anymore and let's just say, okay, so let's just make the example. It's like he was drinking, uh, there, there was a 30-day Naziris and the first 15 days he started drinking wine. On day 15, he decides to go and ask the, uh, ask the Chacham. And the Chacham says, what have you been doing? You're a Nazir, you shouldn't be drinking wine. So the Shaila is, so what happens now? So he accepted the Naziris 15 days ago, he's been drinking wine for the last 15 days. So now, <clears throat> obviously, if he had become Tame Lemais, it's not even a talk, just, I'm not even discussing it, because if, it was the, uh, uh, if, if he had become Tame Mace, then he would have to start his Naziris from scratch. He might even have to bring korbanos for the tumors and that he, that he violated everything. But he wasn't. He was drinking wine. So what happens over here? So it says he went to the Chacham, Nishal the Chacham, went to ask the Chacham, the Asroi, and the Chacham said, you're bound, you're bound as a Nazar. What are you doing? Stop drinking wine. So Mona Mishash and Nodar. Now the simplest reading, we'll see there's other readings, but the simplest reading over here is, is that he, uh, he counts his 30 days from when he made the nether. It means even though he's been drinking wine the first 15 days, he was still, at the end of the day, he was still a nausea. So those 15 days can still be counted. He needs 15 more days. Now, obviously, he's got to stop drinking wine because he knows it's wrong to drink the wine. But he only needs 15 more days, and then he's got his 30 days, and he'll have a total of 30 days, and his nazirus is completed. That is the first case. Now, what happens if Nisho Lechochem Vehetiro, let's say on day 15, he's been drinking wine for the first 15 days, go to the Chochem, the Chochem says, you know, you passed him correctly for yourself, is that your Loshan that you used for your Naziris was not a Naziris to begin with, so there's no question, he doesn't have to finish Nazir, so there's no, so he's not a Nazir. But the problem is, between day 1 and day 15, he designated animals. The Shaila is, what's going to happen with these animals? So, if he had put aside animals designated for his korbonus, the animal can go back into the herd with the chulin animals. It does not have any residual kedusha b'chlal. It's chulin. Why? Because it was made b'atos. It was made kadosh with the mindset that he was a nazir. He thought it was a nazir at the time. So he said, I want this to be my, my ola. I want this to be my shvah. That's what he thought. But at the end of the day, it, he really wasn't a nazir, which means that his designation was not a valid designation. And therefore, it could go l'chulin. So now, that's the ruling, and it seems everybody agrees with this ruling. Based on this, Amul Beis Hillel of So Beis Hillel said to Beis Shama, Don't you agree that this is a case of Hegdishtos? Because the person inadvertently, accidentally made it into, uh, the animal into a, uh, it was erroneous. He thought that, th- that he was a nausea. He made this animal Hegdish erroneously. So it's a Hegdish Betos. And yet, what do we see the ruling is? Shetetz of Esir of Eder, that goes L'chulim. So L'chora, this is a kash on your shita. In the last Mishnah, the way we understand it, you held Hegdish Betos, is a good Hegdish. So over here, if Hegdish Betos would be a good Hegdish, how could this animal be allowed to go back into its pen? The animal should remain Hegdish, uh, because a Hegdish Betos, according to you, is a valid Hegdish. 
Now, Tosfus points out over here, and the Gemara will say this a little later as well, is that really what Beis Hillel, Beis Shammai uh, could have answered Beis Hillel, that even though we do hold Hekdish Betos is a good Hekdish, right? But this case is different. Hekdish Betos, right, is the, the, the situation, let's just say, according to one of the interpretations before. You thought the black one's going to come out, and the white one came out, or whatever it is. But here the problem is, the language you made yourself into a Nazir, the mistake was, you, you were actually from the get-go, you were not a Nazir. So when from the get-go, you're not a Nazir, so then your designation is not a valid designation. So that's really what Beis Hillel, Beis Shammai could have answered Beis Hillel, says Tosus. They could say, this is nothing to do with Hector's Betos. Hector's Betos, I thought it was going to be this one, it was that one, that one, this one. But at least what we were doing was conferring a real Hector's. Here, you weren't a Nazir. You were not a Nazir. You thought you were a Nazir, but you were not a Nazir. So this is a much worse scenario of an erroneous Hegdish. And this could be why over here it's not binding at all. But what Beis Shammai respond to Beis Hillel, the Mephoshim understand, according to Beis Hillel's perception that this could be viewed as a Hegdish betos. So therefore, so going with that, and therefore you want to bring this to prove that Hegdish betos is not valid, that we can push back with you and ask your question, then we see other places in the Torah that Hekdesh Betos is a valid Hekdesh. Where do we see this? So Amalahem Beishamai. So Beishamai said that what? You don't agree with us that a Hekdesh Betos is a valid Hekdesh. Clearly you're arguing with us on this case. Now whether this is a good argument or not in this case, but you don't hold that a Hekdesh Betos is a good Hekdesh. Is that what, is that, right? Is that what you hold? How can you hold that? Don't you agree that the case over here is as follows. We know that there is something called Maisa Behema. Maisa Behema is you bring the new animals from that season into a pen and then you let release them and you count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine with a red stick. You die, you put a you tap on the tenth animal and that animal becomes consecrated miser as for miser and it's taken up and it is brought as a korban in the base amigdash. That's every tenth animal. Now what happened over here was that this fellow was asleep at the job. So he made a mistake. What he went at what he did was he went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and instead of counting nine, he counted number nine as number ten, and he marked number number nine as the tenth one. He realizes, uh oh, there was only number nine. So he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'll fix it. The one that comes out next, I'm going to call number nine. So he goes, he, he the tenth one. He now calls nine. All right, and then. Because he called the tenth one nine, the eleventh one he went back and he called ten. So, so again, let's just set up the case over here. We're going to be questioning what's the status of three animals. Number nine was called ten. Number ten was called nine. Number eleven was called ten. What's the halacha in such a circumstance? All three animals are consecrated. All three animals are brought to the base of Mikdash. They all three become kadosh. So what do you see? That's the halacha. Even Beis Hillel agreed to it. So Beis Shammai pushed back to Beis Hillel. That's a case of an erroneous hegdish. That's hegdish betos. In the case of Meiser. It's a Meiser, which is a form of hegdish. It's a hegdish betos. And you see over there, hegdish betos is considered hegdish. So how can you say that a hegdish betos is not considered to be hegdish? That is the Beis, Hillel, Beis Shammai pushed back to Beis Hillel. So he said, Iyatem don't you agree with us? The me shetoa vekara lechi asiri called the ninth one ten. La asiri chi called the tenth one nine. La agad asiri called the eleven one ten. Shahu makudash that they all actually are consecrated. So what did Beis Hillel say? Beis Hillel say you can't bring me a raya from there. Why? Because it's a special Xeris Akasa. It's based on psukim. It's a shem we'll learn about it, but it's <coughs> based on psukim and the proof that it's not because of the principle that you guys want to learn from there, that a hektish betas is a hektish, but it's a, it's a separate zeris akasav, is I'll prove it to you. Because what happens if the person erroneously called number 810, or erroneously called number 1210? What's the halach in such a case? The halach over there is that nobody holds that 8 will be kadosh, or 12 will be kadosh. Ah, you made a mistake, you called it 10. Because it doesn't work in that case. 
eyes are hegdish betos. No. Because it's a special zeris akasa, specifically on 9, 10, and 11, that this halacha applies. It doesn't apply on 8 and 12. The fact that you see it doesn't apply to 8 and 12 shows it's not predicated on the, the principle of hegdish betos, but it's a special, unique zeris akasa learned from psukim. And therefore, you cannot bring me a proof from there that a hegdish betos is a good hegdish. That's the pushback that Basil have for Beishamai. So, Amal and Basil, Lo HaShavit kitchen. you think it is the stick that consecrates, that the tapping of the stick you think is what makes it whole, whole, right? It's not, that's not what's going on. Because because if you accidentally put the stick on number 8 or put it on number 12, right, do you think it would do anything? It doesn't do anything. It's a that the, the, the same, the, the same faucet that says, the Asiru, Asirihu Kodosh, the Asirihu, I'm sure they say, El Akosav Shekidish Asiri, Huk Shekidish, as Achiv as as Echadasar. The same Pasuk that's consecrated number 10 is what's consecrating number 9 and number 11, and it has nothing to do with the Hegdish Betos, because it was Hegdish Betos, 8 and 12 so become Kodosh too, but that doesn't, so it's a special, unique Zeres Akosav, and nothing can be derived from this situation. So basically, to sum up, the case over here was that uh, a person erroneously made himself into a Nazir. He, he thought that it was his Lashen Nazirus. He had said a Lashen, it was, but it actually wasn't. And he designated animals. And those animals, the Mishnah says, because it was an erroneous Nazirus, goes back into the pen. And they still all want to use that as a question to show Beis Shammai that you see a Hegdash Betoz doesn't work. Beis Shammai pushed back and said, what do you mean Hegdash Betoz doesn't work? Then why is it by Meiser where you call number 9, 10, number 10, 9, number 11, 10, all three of them become Kodos, you see Hegdash Betoz does work, and Beis Hillel pushed back and said, that's a special Zeris Akasov, that's not a proof that a Hegdash Betoz works. But we're going now back to the first part of the mission. The first part of the mission seemed to say, as follows, said as follows, said that somebody made himself a Nazir, right, and then questioned whether the Zeros was a valid Nazirus, the language, and in his mind, his language is not a valid language. And <coughs> so let's just give the example, see there might be other examples of it, but let's assume examples like this. The case was a 30-day Nazirus, and he started drinking wine the first 15 days. At the day 15, his wife says, you know, why don't you go check, maybe it was a real Nazir. So he goes and he asks the Chacham, and the Chacham says to him, he says, what are you doing? You're a Nazir. Why have you been drinking wine? And therefore, you're still, you're a Nazir, right? Now, he didn't make himself Tommy Mace, so he doesn't have to start, uh, go through the whole process again. So what does it say is, he can, the, the Lushan of the Mishnah was, is that, Mona Mishash Nodar. He can count from the time of when he made his nether. Pashat means from, the, from day one, those 15 days, even though we're in violation, he was drinking wine, still count, and all he needs is another 15 days, and he can bring his korbanas and his zeros will be over. That is the simplest understanding of the Mishnah. So it comes along the Mishnah, it says, Mani Mat Nisin, someone comes along the Gemara and says, who is the author of the Mishnah? It's not going like Rabbi Yossi, and it's not going like Rabbi Bonon. Now, we're going to see there are different shittas in the Rishonim and different girsos, uh, uh, the Rosh and, 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 and Tosfos have a different girsa in the Gemara a little bit, and we'll, we'll go with that girsa, so it just makes it a, a smoother transition. But what is the Machlokas we had? We had something similar to this earlier uh, in... in, in uh, <coughs> In, in, in Masechus Nazir. But uh, the, 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 the question is like this, our scenario, that what happens if a person uh, accepted himself in the Zerus and then violated, let's just say the case is drinking wine, he violated his days of Nazirus, right? So we have here the following, that according to days, according to Chachamim, they have a more stringent opinion. Chachamim say that if this person shows up day 30, I want to bring my korbonus. The, 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 the chacham and the, the base din should not allow him to bring his korbonus until he makes up. He's penalized. It's a rabbinical penalty. All the days of your violation, every day that you drank wine, you have to make up. And um, until you make it up, we're not going to allow you to bring your korbonus. So therefore, the case that we gave is a 30-day Nazirus. He drank wine the first 15 days. 
So then what will end up happening is, we'll only allow him to bring his korbanos on day 45, when he's made the first 15 days. Or let's say, it was a 100 day Nazirus, and the first 60 days he was drinking wine, right? It's 40 days left. So in such a case, after those, if, if, if 40 days now, he, does, he goes without drinking wine, it still won't work. The Chachamim will not let him bring his korban until day 160. Because he has to make up the days that he, uh, that, that, that he missed. Alright? Now, the Gemara is going to point out, that does not seem to go, the Chachamim Shita does not seem to go with our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah says that we can count from the day that he made the nether. The day that he made the nether means you're counting the days that he drank the wine as part of his Nazirus, and you're not giving him the penalty, so therefore it doesn't go like the Chachamim Shita. Now, what is Rabbi Yossi? Rabbi Yossi also agrees that there is a penalty. Right, which makes it also going to be difficult. Rabbi Yossi doesn't fit into our Mishnah either. But Rabbi Yossi holds like this. Rabbi Yossi holds is as follows. Now you're right. If it is, it's called the Nazirus Muetis. A minor Nazirus means the smallest amount, 30 days. If that's the case, then he's going to have to make up the first 15 days. We're not going to let him bring it before day 45. He has to have at least 30 days of his Nazirus that was uh, unabated without violation. In 15 days, he drank wine. You tack him on at the end. He agrees with the Chachamim. Where he disagrees with the Chachamim is in Nazirus Merubah. What happens is, the case of, it's a Nazirus of 100 days, and he's been drinking wine for the first 60 days. So now, according to the Chachamim, we're going to have to make him go 160 days, because he's, he's got to make up the 40 plus the 60 that, that he drank wine, so the earliest he could bring is on day 160, that's what according to the Chachamim. According to, uh, the, uh, the Rabbi Yossi, we never make the penalty more than 30 days. Right? We had this shita concerning, uh, uh, Mace, but, but this is over here drinking wine. You never make the penalty more than 30 days. Now, what does that mean? So here we have a machlokas, we're showing him what that means. The rush, and Tosvos understand what it means is as follows, is that, yes, we're going to not allow him to bring his korbanos on day 100 until he tacks on days for penalizing him. But even though he drank wine for 60 days, we never penalize more than 30 days, which means what? We'll allow him to bring his korbanos on day 130. The penalty will not be more than 30 days. That's how the Rosh and Tosas understand. But uh, Rabbeinu Azriel and the, 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 and, and the Rav Avram ben Arambam, they learn, which actually is smoother in the Gemara, but what they learn is that since, in the case I gave, he, they, he was drinking the first 60 days, since there's 40 days left of the Nazirah still, so therefore as long as there's 30 days that were without violation of his Nazirahs, He's able to go ahead and bring his korbanos on day 100. So they, they, what, what, they, they argue, we've shown him arguing, what does Rabbi Yossi mean when he says that you have to have at least 30 days? According to the Rosh and Taisus means the penalty has to be tacked on no more than 30 days. So it's going to be day 130. According to Rabbeinu Azriel and, 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 and the, the, the uh, Rabbi Avram and uh, Rambam, it means there has to at least be 30 days that he did not violate. So it means if he only, he woke up on day 60 and realizes this is not what he should be doing, there's got 40 days left, encompassing in the 40 is 30 days, he doesn't have to worry about tacking anything on over the 100. So that's a machlokus, how to understand Rabbi Yossi. Now, let's see how it reads in the Gemara. So, Mani Maknissin, who is the author of our Mishnah? Lo Rabbi Yossi, Rabbonin. It doesn't work, not according to Rabbi Yossi, neither does it work according to Rabbonin. The sign we learned in the Bryce, Amishan, Dadar, the person, accepted a vow of Nazirus. For Avraham Nazirus, and then he violated his Nazirus, we will not accommodate him. We will not allow him at the end of his period to bring korbonus. I told him about drinking wine over here, not Thomas Mays. Ella im moina bahen isur kiyavim shenag bahen heter. is the only time we allow him to bring his korbonus if he makes up, he counts. The days that he violated, he counts an equivalent amount of days of non-violating days and therefore, in the case of where day 15 of a 30-day Nazirus, we'll have to wait till day 45. In the day where, on day 60, he wakes up a 100-day Nazirus, he's going to only be able to bring the Korbanus on day 160. That is a penalty that's tacked on to make up for the days of violation. Comes on Rabbi Yossi Eimer, 30 days is enough. 
30 days is enough. So if it's a small Naziris of 30 days and it was day 15, that's not going to be 30 days. He'll agree with the Chachamim. Earliest Kareem Karbonis is day 45. Where he's going to argue with the Chachamim is if it's 60 days of violation of a 100 day Naziris. Now when does he then bring his Karbonis? That's subject to the Machlokas Rishonim is a day 100 because he's got 30 days. Or like the Russian and the Ra- and, and Tosfos learned, it'll have to be in such a case on day 130. That is the Bryson. Now, why do neither of these opinions, not the Rabbonin, not Rabbi fit into the Mishnah? So, e Rabbonin, Kasha, now the Girsa of the Rosh over here is, e Rabbonin, Kasha Naziris Meruba. That it's going to be difficult, uh, even the case of a large Naziris. The small Nazirus for sure is difficult. That if the case of our Mishnah was talking about a 30-day Nazirus, the way we explained it, that on day 15 he wakes up, right, and what does it say? He can count the first 15 days. So in Nazirus Mu'etis for sure is difficult, right, that you penalize him the extra 15 days and you don't count the first 15 days towards the Nazirus. And the Mishnah seems you do. But even in a case, even in a case of an, if the Mishnah is talking about a Nazirus Merubo, if let's say it was talking about a case of it was a uh, a hundred day Nazirus, right? And uh, he went and violated uh, uh, the first 60 days and he's still got 40 days left. Even that case is going to be difficult. If, that, if that's the Mishnah, right, then, for, then that case is, uh, is going to be difficult as well. Because the Mishnah seems to say that he only has to count, that he can start counting from day 60, uh, from day one, and he doesn't have to add anything on. So therefore, either way you learn, whether our mission is talking about a Nazirus Muatis, or even if it's talking about Nazirus Maruba, according to the Chachamim, our Mishnah does not fit with their position because our Mishnah seems to say he can count from day one of the violation as part of his Nazirus. And I Yosi, now what about in the sheet of Rab Yosi? Now in the sheet of Rab Yosi, the Gersa of Yer Shabi, Nazirus Mu'etis, Kasha Nazirus Mu'etis. The difficulty you'll have is trying to learn the Mishnah if it's a small Nazirus. Meaning, if it's a small Nazirus, so then it's difficult to grab Rabbi Yosi. Because Rabbi Yosi agrees with the Chachamim that it was a 30-day Nazirus and he drank wine the first 15 days, is you have to tack on to 15 days at the end. And you can't start from day one. You have to start from the day of when he stopped the violation and add it on the end. So that for sure doesn't fit the Mishnah. But if it's a Nazirus Meruba, if the Mishnah is talking about a large Nazirus, then it's not so difficult. Now, according to the opinions of Ravena Israel and Ram, uh, and Ravan Ben Arambam, it works very well. Because you really don't, you can do it on day 100. You can count the first 60 days. Because you've got 40 days left. And within the 40 days, there's 30 days. So therefore, if the case of our mission was talking about a 100 day Nazirus and he violated the first 60, but he's got at least 40 left, which means there's 30 within the 40 that can be counted, then it could work. So therefore, the only difficulty is trying to make the mission go like Rabbi Yossi, if it would be a small Nazirus. But if it's a large Nazirus, there would not be a problem. But say, they speak out the Taisvis and the Rosh, that even according to them, it's not so difficult. Because the way you will explain it, is that you can count the days that he made his nether. You count, but not all of them. Because even according to them, let's say it was a 60-day Nazirus, it was a 60-day Nazirus, and, I mean, it was a 100-day Nazirus, on day 60, he stopped drinking wine. He drank wine the first 60 days, on day 60. Now, what's Rabbi Yosef Shita according to them? Rabbi Yosef Shita, them, you cannot count the, uh, uh, the, the, all the 60 days because he drank wine. But you don't make him count all of them. You only make him add on 30. But you are going to be counting 30 of those 60 days because it's, you're not making him like the Chachamim go to day 160. You only make him to go one day 130. I Means some of the days that he made himself a nether of the nether, 30 of those 60 days are counting. 30 or not, 30 are. So you could still squeeze that into the Mishnah. The way you'd squeeze it into the Mishnah, you would have to say basically is, is that you start counting from when he made a nether some of the days. Not... They can't count any of them, but you count some of them. Thirty of those days could be counted. So therefore, so but if it's a, but if it's a case of a, a, a thirty-day nazirus, then for sure it cannot go like the Sheikh of Yosi, because he agrees with the Chachamim in that time that you have to add the full amount of days. Fifteen days you drank wine have to be tacked on at the end. So how are you going to learn our Mishnah? So the one says like this: Ebay's Tema, Ebay's Tema, 
Kenoshen of Nozer is different. Ibai's Tame, if you want, you could say, Rabbi Yossi, but Ibai's Tame, Rabbon, you could fit our Mishnah both according to Rabbi Yossi and according to Rabbon. And how so? So Ibai's Tame, Rabbi Yossi, Karben Aziris Maruba. I'll tell you that the case of our Mishnah is talking about a Naziris Maruba. It was a hundred day Nazirus. And he had drunk wine for 60 days. And, the, and therefore, it works according to Yossi. Now, according to Rishonim, that you don't have to add anything on because you've got 40 days left, and for sure it works very well. But you can even squeeze it in according to the Russian toast. And saying is, you can still count some of the days that of the first 60 days of when he made a nether because you only have to make up 30 days penalty. You don't have to make up the full 60 days. So therefore, it's talking about an Azirus that, that Rav Yossi, where he holds, you have to tack on days at the end, right? All of the days, that's when Nazirus Mu'etis. But our mission is not talking about Nazirus Mu'etis, it's talking about a Nazirus Merubo, and therefore it could fit like Rav Yossi without any problems. So, Khan Nazirus Merubo, our Mishnah, Khan Nazirus Mu'etis, we have to tack on all the days, that's Nazirus Mu'etis, fine. The Ibai's Emer Rabbanon. Now, how are you going to fetch it to make it the Rabbanon? That's a lot more difficult, because Rabbanon said we need to penalize him Every day of violation. So in a 30-day Nazirus, he drank wine 15 days. You add all 15 days onto the end. He can't bring Korbanas before day 45. If it was a 100-day Nazirus and he drank wine the first 60 days, he can't bring his Korbanas before day 160. How can you read that into the Mishnah? What you have to do is you have to add one letter. Lord Tamer, don't read the Mishnah, Mishash and Nazar. Right, the way the Mishnah read is that if he comes to the Chacham and the Chacham said you were a Nazir, he counts from the day that he made his Nazirus, from the day that he made his Neder. That's the way it reads. Which is said, what do you mean? Those days you're in violation. How can he count them according to the Chachamim? Say the Gemara, don't read it that way. El Ema, Kemishash and Nazar. He has to count like from the days that he made his Nazirus. Meaning, telling you his penalty has to be from the beginning. That's exactly what it means. It means that if it's been 60 days so far that he has been drinking wine, he has to count again like from the amount of time till now. He has to add another 60 days. If it's been 15 days in a small, small Nazirus, he has to start from like when he made his Nether. So it doesn't mean he starts counting actually from when he made his Nether. He has to count the days equivalent to from when he made his Nether till now. And what does he have to do with those Days, he has to tack them on the end. That's Mamish the Chachamim Shita. So you add that one letter, Kemishosh Nazar, then the Mishnah could fully go like the Shita of the Chachamim. Let's go back to it. So now, we said, Nishal Chachamim Vitiruhum. So, what happened was the guy made himself into a Nazar and uh, he, uh, and, uh, and, and, and he then was questioned whether his Lushan was a valid, valid Lushan and he, he passed in for himself that it wasn't. And he had, but before that, he already designated an animal. He put a designated animal, but then he started drinking wine, because he didn't think he really was a Nazir. He went to the Chacham, and the Chacham agreed with him. You're not really a Nazir. The language you used is not a, and the animal, therefore, if you weren't really a Nazir, your designation is a false designation. It can go back into the herd. Beis Hillel had a question of Beishama. I, you see that it's a Naz, it's, it's a, a hektish betos, and it's still, and, and, and it goes back into the herd. So you see, hektish rod doesn't work. That was basically Hillel's question on Beis Shama. So I'm Rabbi Yirmiyah. So Rabbi Yirmiyah said like this: May the Beishamai from the position that Beishamai take Nishmala the Beis Hillel. You can still extract a concept that can be used by Beis Hillel. That means. From Beis Shammai's own opinion, how they will defend themselves, you can extract a, 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 a kernel of, of truth and apply it to a position of Beis Hillel as what? Meaning, this was Tos was alluding to before. The Chora, why do Beis Shammai hold? Uh, that in our case, even though they hold Hegdish Betos, the person makes a mistake, an erroneous Hegdish, it's binding. Why do they hold in the case of Nazir that when he put aside this animal, that this animal will not be bound as Hegdish? That was the law. That was Beis Hill's question. What do Beis Shammai hold? It says, because Beis Shammai hold that if it wasn't Hegdish to begin with, means you're basing, when is Hegdish Betos? He said, I, I made a Hegdish, I wanted to make it Hegdish, but I made A instead of B, B instead of, okay, that's a Hegdish Betos. You want to make a Hegdish, you're using a Lushan to make something Hegdish, it's just the wrong one popped up. That's considered a Hegdish Betos, and that's binding. The reason over here it's not binding is because 
it was all predicated on you saying, I want to be a Nazir. But you weren't a Nazir. What you did, you used a language that wasn't a valid language, and therefore you were not a Nazir. So that type of designation of making it a Hegdish is from the get-go, it's not a Nazirus. You don't, there's no consecration over there, because the consecration is predicated on you needing that carbon. You don't need that carbon, therefore that carbon cannot be bound. That carbon cannot be a consecrated, because you were not a Nazir. That must be the defense of Beishamah. But that logic, that defense now can also be applied in certain circumstances by his base hillo. How do we see that? Love Amri Beishamah, do not Beishamah say, Hegdish betaz have a Hegdish, that a Hegdish that was made erroneously is considered to be a Hegdish. But, when it becomes revealed to Lav Shaper Nazir, that in our case, that you were not a valid Nazir, they agree that in such a case, that's not a Hegdish Betos, because that's predicated on not even being a Nazir, so there is no Hegdish to begin with over there, so in such a case, they agree the animal can go back to the herd. That must be their defense, that must be what they hold. So now, you can say the same thing in Beis Hilo. How can you say the same thing in Beis Hilo? Now, we actually mentioned this yesterday. There is the case of Tmura. In the case of Tmura, what happens? A person has animal A as Kadosh, and he wants to make animal B Kadosh. So he says, I want a, a B to be like A. Now, the case over there was based on Psukim, is that you had a situation where he wanted to say, I want my black ox... I want my black ox to be like A. For some reason he messed up, and instead of saying, I want my black ox to be like A, he said, I want my white ox to be like A. And, right, what happens over there? I was a mistake. He didn't want the white ox. He said it, but that was, he tripped. He stumbled on his words. The halacha is that the white ox is kadosh. So you see that a mistake by Tmura is considered to be binding. We said a mistake by Tmura is considered binding. So Tmura says, well, if you see that a mistake by Tmura is binding, then why don't you say a mistake in Hegdish, like Beishamai say, this is Beishamai's proof, why don't you say Hegdish Betoz, that regular Hegdish Betoz is also binding? So we said, because there's a difference. Because in the case of Hegdish, you're trying to start a Kedusha. You're trying to confer a Kedusha where, where, where none exists. But in the case of Tmura, it's easier to confer the Kedusha there. Why? Because you're not making B a Kedusha from, from the beginning. Where is Kedusha B deriving itself from? From A. A is already Kadosh. So there, Basila will tell you, there a mistake works because it's already an existing Hegdesh that you're transferring to a, to a second entity. Whereas in a case of a regular Hegdesh, I want the white one to be Kadosh and the fake the black one. That won't be because you're trying to confer it from a new. So now, what does that have to do with us? What has to do with us is that Beis Hillel also will agree. What happens in a case that you went and said, I want B to be like A. So you went B and to be like A. I made a mistake. A black one instead of the white one was to be like A. It doesn't matter. Because since you want to make it be like A, it's good. What happens if for some reason you're able to get a Sha'ela that A is no longer Kadosh? A now, the Kedusha from A was removed. There, were some, there was some erroneous, uh, or some heter, some Pesach, that you were able to get a Sha'elad, and A's Kedusha is removed. So what happens to B if A is removed? So what we're saying is, the same way as Beishamah, who normally hold that a Hegdish by mistake is a Hegdish, but if there is no Hegdish to start with, like in the case of Nazir, you weren't really a Nazir, then that type of error it does not lead to the consecration of the animals. Basila will agree to it to a certain extent that if your Tmura, where your Hektish does work by mistake, but if it's based on an animal that wasn't Kadosh, retroactively that animal wasn't Kadosh, then the, the derivative Hektish that went to be, what will happen to that? That also will dissipate. That hegdish will fall away as well. So Gemara says like this. So therefore, let's read it inside. So therefore, the Basilo nami amar tmura betos. Even though they said that a tmura that was made inadvertently, accidentally, habe tmura. He said everyone agrees to that. Hanimi lehechad isla ikra hegdish. That's where the primary hegdish A is remains kadosh. Aval hechadim is akar ikra hegdish. But if the hegdish A for some reason is uprooted and it's no longer kadosh, this akonami tmura, then the hektusha of B, which predicated itself on A, will be 
removed as well. And that's similar conceptually to Beishamai's res- uh, response by the case of Nazir, that you are making an Azirus based on where there is no Kedusha to begin with, so therefore that Nazirus is not binding and the consecrations are binding. Here too, you made your Tmura on something that in, uh, that in its inception was not really Kadosh, therefore the derivative Kedusha doesn't transfer to be as well. Let's go by to Amar Mar, so the case was like this. The case again, we had the guys counting out his meisters for, he's making meister behemo, and uh, he, he made a mistake. Number nine, he called ten, number ten, he called nine, and number eleven went back and called ten, marked them all three off, and all three become kadosh. So Beishamai wanted to say, you see Kedusha Bataos, you see a Kedusha inadvertently is a Kedusha. You see that from there. And Beishelel said, that's just Xeris Akasim. What's the proof it's just Xeris Akasim? Because if you just, if you marked 8 as 10 or 12 as 10, nothing happens. So you see it's not based on Kedusha Bataos, because then why doesn't 8 become Kedush? It's a special Xeris Akasim, but it affects 9, 10, and 11. That was the pushback. Now the Gemara brings down an interesting Machlokas Amoroyim. What's the argument? That 9, 10, and 11, where there's an error occurs, become Kedush, is that only if it's an error that was inadvertent? What happens if you did it on purpose? You knew. You called 10. You called 9, 10. You called 10, 9. You called 11, 10. On purpose. What happens there? Does it become Kaddish or not become Kaddish? Is it only when it's an error and it's a special Xeris HaKasav? Or is it that no? If, if it applies with an error, then Kol Shekein, it should apply when you know what to do. So that's the Shiloh. So Itmar, this Itmar introduces a Machlokus Amoroyim. Maiser, Rav Nachman, Amoroyim, only works when it's an error, an error by mistake, but not when you do it intentionally. Rav Chistav, Rav Rav says, what do you mean? Ta'uso, that if it works inadvertently, works by mistake, right, where you don't have your wits around you, Kol Shekain, it should work if what? Kavanosa, if you intend to say that number 9 should be 10, number 10 should be 9, number 11, for sure it should work. We have Kavona, there's more reason to say something's Kaddish when you don't have Kavona. That is the argument over there. So Amalei Rav Rav Nachman, very interesting. So Rav says to Rav Nachman, he says like this, let me explain it outside and, not, and, and then we'll read inside. Meaning, the argument over here is a very interesting machlokas. Is your saying is this din of 9, 10, and 11 that all three become kadosh, according to the opinion it's only bec- bec- uh, uh, when, it's, when, it's, when it's a ta'us, means clearly it's just, it's a xerus akasav. This is an anomaly. Because what's the proof? Because it only works when it's an accident. It doesn't work when you do on the kavon on purpose. The other opinion says, one second, if it works an accident, then for sure we're a companion. Right. Now, we had in our Mishnah, Beishamai wanted to push on Beishilol the notion that an, a Hegdash Betoz works. Was the right Hegdash Betoz works from the case of 9, 10, and 11? You see, they, they become Kaddish by accident, so you have you see it's over there. Beishilol pushed back that that's, you can't bring a riot from there because a special Xeris Akasav. What was the riot to special Xeris Akasav? Because we see it doesn't affect number 8 and it doesn't affect number 12. That was their pushback. Says the Gemara like this, Rabbi says Gavaldi. He says like this, according to you, Rav Nachman, that the case of 9, 10, and 11 only works when it's an accident. It doesn't work when it's Bekavono, right? That, that's the proof they should have brought that it's Xerus Akasav. From the intrinsically, from Allah. Because logic dictates that if it works by accident, then for sure it should work by Kavana. And yet that's not the case. Why? Because it's Xerus Akasav. So why do they still have to say it's Xerus Akasav from number 8 and number 12? According to you, they should have said, you know how we know it's Xerus Akasav? Because it only works if it's by accident, it doesn't work on purpose. You cannot bring a raya from your Hegdash Betoz. That's the question. So you see, for must be that Rav Nachman, you're wrong. Is that actually the opinion of, uh, the opinion was it, uh, uh, Rav Chista, that, uh, that, that it means it even works. Kol Shekete works B'Kavona. That's why Basila couldn't say it, because it does work B'Kavona. Let's see the side. According to you, it only works by accident. It doesn't work when it's done by Kavono. When Beis Shammai said to Beis Hillel, in the case of 9, 10, and 11, that all three of them become Hegdish, and so you see a Hegdish Betos is a valid Hegdish. Now Beis Hillel didn't really keep quiet. Beis Hillel kept quiet, meaning they did not respond 
intrinsically, you're, you see from the case, intrinsically it's Xeris HaKosov. What do you see? How do you see intrinsically Xeris HaKosov? Because it only works for Shogun. They didn't respond that. They had to go out of it. They had to bring a riot from number 8 and number 12. The fact that they didn't push back and say from number 9, 10, and 11 we see Xeris HaKosov is a riot. They couldn't have said that because 9, 10, and 11 work so why The word Ishtaki is actually a little bit of a snowman here. They did respond, but they didn't respond from the intrinsic case of 9, 10, 11. They had to go outside to 8 and 12. Why didn't they say, They should have said, well, you can't bring a riot from Meiser. You want to bring a riot from the case of Meiser to all Hegdash Betos? You can't bring a riot from Meiser to all case of Hegdash Betos. Because Meiser clearly exists because Kosser. What's the Grides of Sirgul Hegdash because it only works in the case of Tos. It doesn't work for Kavona. So Amrav Simbar Ashi, he says, that's not a good time. Now, the reason mm-hmm. Beishelot didn't respond to that is because, because Beishelot could have still said, that's not a good Raya. That, that, that you still could have learned out from the Hegdish Betos. This is the reason why Beishelot did not say to Beishelot, you can see it's Xeris HaKosov because it only 9, 10, 11 works only for Shogag and not the Maze and only the Tos and not the Kavona. Because I would have said, I would still make a Kava Chomer. Logically, what did we say? Is that you would think that if something works, Beishelot, that's what you would think, Beishelot. But yet, comes along the Torah and says, the Gabe, the laws of Meister Behema, it only works betaus. It only works betaus. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It only works b'shog. It doesn't work b'mezid. It only works when it's a mistake. It doesn't work on purpose, right? So now you see over there that something is that, and that actually shows you that it's easier to work when it's a mistake. And it's more difficult to work the Kavana, because that's what comes out over there. So you could still make a Kavachomer. So now a regular Hegdish, which for sure works when it's a Kavana, when you have intent, it works in Kavana. So therefore you should say, well, if Hegdish works when it's Kavana, then a Kol Shekane, it should also work when it's a mistake. If Meister only works when it's a mistake and doesn't work when it's the Kavana. So something that does work the Kavana should also be able to work when it's a mistake, because that's what Miser shows you. Miser shows you that, even though you would think logically not like that, but you see it's easier to work with a mistake. Than it's so therefore, the reason why Beishamai, even if, uh, Beishil, even if they hold, like Rav Nachum wants to say, that 1911 only works for Shog, it doesn't work for Maze, it only works for Tos, it doesn't work for Kavona, they, they didn't say, you see it's very custom, because it only works for Tos, not for Kavona, because you could have made a Kavachomer from that and said, well then, when it works for Kavona, by regular Hegdash, it should also work for Tos. That's why they didn't say it. So what it says like this. So therefore, because then from that you would have made a Kalva Chomer. What would you make a Kalva Chomer? Meister, which doesn't work, when you do it on purpose, it only works betos, right? But it's Kaddish betos. Hegdish, which is Hegdish Bekavona, which does work Bekavona. So if it works Bekavona, then Okoshikan should work also betos. And that's why you had to bring a Raya that's Xeris Akotsev, not from 9, 10, 11. You had to bring the Raya from 8 and 12. But the one says, actually, that's, that's not a, a, a Valentina. They could, that, 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 that's not a Valentina. Why is that not a Valentina? Because we know, we know when it comes to Hegdish, that it makes more sense that Hegdish should work with Kavana. The whole, all the laws of Hegdish are based on that you have intent. And therefore, if you have intent, it works. So therefore, you cannot say, well, if it works with intent, then for sure it would work accidentally. That doesn't make any sense. The fact that by Meister, it only works accidentally. It doesn't work when you have intent. You cannot bring me a riot for therefore that it's easier to, to that if it works with Shogun, then for sure, uh, that then works with Meizid, then for sure work by Shogun. No. Because we know throughout Hegdish that Shogun is worse than Meizid. Not that it's Better. So therefore, that could not have been used as an argument. The Hegdash, the Maritale, Hegdash is always totally on the, on the das of the owner, and therefore intent is always better than Taus. So, the fact, for whatever reason, there's a cause of it, that by Meiser, Rav Nachman holds only was Taus, not Bekavana, cannot be used to create a Kalvachomer, and therefore, Rav is still claiming that it actually, that, that, that it's a Raya, that, that uh, it, it, it has to be that. Uh, that the Xeris Akosov could have been a Raya if it's only Beshogeg and not Bemeze that should have been used as a Raya that's Xeris Akosov in fact it wasn't seems to be a difficulty with Rav Nachman 
Tosus actually brings down of Yainachinam, you're right. It could have been used as a proof, according to Rav Nachman. But Rav Nachman happens to hold that it's just easier to argue from case 8 and 12, that's an easier way of showing the Raya, than to bring a Raya from case 9, 10, 11. Okay, John, we'll stop. We'll, we'll continue over here. Let's go to the next Mishnah. Zav Dei Lega Mishnah. Misha Nodav Nodav Halav Lahavi Es Vehemtoi. A guy makes himself into a Nazir. He goes to the storage house, right? And he comes to get his animals. And lo and behold, what happens? No animals. Stolen animals. Now, what he, he goes back to the Chacham and he says, you know, I only made myself a Nazir because I knew I had these animals available. But now I don't have these animals available. I wouldn't have made myself a Nazir under that circumstance. Is that a valid way to get a Pesach to remove his Nazirus, right? Now, depends. If at the time when he made his Nazirus, the animals were still there, it only got stolen subsequent to making himself a Nazir, Harez a Nazir, then he's a Nazir, because he cannot use that as a Pesach, because at the moment, the only way you can use a Pesach is that at that time, would you have made yourself a Nazir? Well, at that time, it wasn't stolen, so therefore, you would have made yourself a Nazir, you can't use a Pesach, you're a Nazir, but Imish and but if the animals were stolen, he just wasn't aware, and if you would have been aware at the time when he made himself a Nazir, he would have known these animals were stolen, then what? So they have to then ain't a nazir, then the nazirus, that's a valid Pesach, and they can use it. Right. That the great Nachamamadi made this mistake. What happened is, there were people who made themselves nazir outside of Eretz Yisrael, and they came up to Yerushalayim to be discharged the nazirus, and they found the base Amigdash had been destroyed, and they cannot discharge their nazirus. The second base Amigdash was destroyed. So Amalai you would have known the base of English was destroyed. Would you have made a Nazirus? Of course not. So therefore, he was martyr there in Nazirus. Now the point is, he didn't make a distinction between when they made themselves a Nazir. Was it was, uh, that's what he said. So therefore, he said, hey, you can't just go ahead and do it carte blanche. So if anyone who made himself a Nazir before, before the base Amigdash was destroyed, then he's still a Nazir. It's only Mishachar Beis Amigdash, but if he made himself a Nazir after the base Amigdash was, ain't no Nazir. So therefore, that's the mistake, Nachamadi. He didn't make a distinction between when this, like, the base Amigdash was destroyed. The same thing, he didn't make that distinction between when it was stolen and not stolen. Now, this goes back to a sigya we had in Mesechus Nadorim. In Nadorim, we had a machlokas, Rebelezer and the Chachamim. What was the machlokas? The Chachamim said he could only use a Pesach on something that at the time you make the nedr is imminent and aware of that it could be happening. You just didn't, you weren't aware of it. But in terms of that knowledge, it was, so that's the same thing over here. It was stolen. You just didn't know about it, right? Now, that it might be stolen 15 days later, they call that nolad. Nolad means that's not something I could have known at time of, and it's something that wasn't imminent or something that I would have been aware of. You can't use that as a Pesach. Whereas Rebeleza says you could use Nolad as a Pesach. Now, clearly from our Mishnah we see this is Nolad, that the base of English would be destroyed, or that, the, uh, that, that your animals are going to go. That's Nolad. So therefore, what do we see? Nachum Amadi held it was okay. Right? And, and the Chachamim said, it's not okay, that's the sheet, you can't use Nolad. But we don't find that Rebbe Lezer came to the defense of Rabbi Nachamadi. He lived at the same time. Why didn't he say no? Nachamadi did the right thing. That's, even though it's Nolad, you could use it at Pesach. So we, we're going to say that you see that the Chachamim must have overwhelmed him. That the Chachamim, their argument must have overwhelmed him, and he acquiesced to the position of the Chachamim, and he backed down. Because if he still maintained that Nolad works, he should have come to the defense of Nachamadi. So I'm a rabbi. Shtafuhu rabban and Rabbi Lezer that the Chachamim overwhelmed Rabbi Lezer ve'ukme v'shitasayu and he changed his position to their position, right? Because if not, he should have defended Nachamamadi. Where's the machlov? It's not learned in Maseches Nadorim. You could use Nolad, even if it's something you're not aware of right now. But you can go back to the person. If you would have known, it would have been stolen. You would have known. You could use that. 
Chachamim Aisrim, Chachamim say you cannot. Amar Rav, Avagav Amar Rav, and Ein Paiskim and Noila comes along. Rav and says a hey, something that's going to need a lot of explanation. He says even though you cannot use Nolad, Aval Poiskim betnai Nolad, you're allowed to use a condition of Nolad. Now, what does a condition of Nolad mean? Hey Chidami, what's the case? Now, let me explain it outside. We'll see it inside. To go over to someone and say, did you know that this could get stolen? That this would be stolen? You can't do that. That's not available. But what you can say to the person, a if your friends were here and told you, they gave you counsel, don't take a chance. You live, the case, you live too far from the Beis Amigdash. Maybe by the time you get to the Beis Amigdash, it will be destroyed. If your friends were here to counsel you, would you accept that counsel? And we said, yes, I would have accepted the counsel. You can use that. Now, Lachor, it seems to be semantics. What's the difference between the guys? Would have known the Beis Amigdash would be destroyed... Then you can't use that, right? Because that you're not aware. But if you were saying, if your friends would have been here to counsel you that the base something might have destroyed, that you can use as a pesach. What's the difference? It's still based on nolad. So what's the difference of nolad or tnai nolad? So Tysus explains like this. The difference is as follows. In the one case, your regret would have been based on the event. What's the event? The event, the base something destroyed. That's something there's no way you could have known or could not have known. And that, you cannot use that as regret. That cannot be regret. It has to be something that you would have been willing to go ahead and do at the time. However, your friend's giving you counsel. People listen to their friends. I should have taken counsel my friend. Even though the counsel they would have given you is Nolan, but you're not set regretting based on the Nolan. You're regretting on the fact that you never took counsel with your friends. That you can go ahead and use as regret. That is considered to be valid. It seems to be a very semantic, a very, uh, but, but that, that's what it is. Say, Echidami, what's the case of, Tanai Nolan, Echidami, Amr Lohon, if they would have, they said to the guy, Eloh, Asa Inish, if your buddies would have Come, va'amar lechon, and said to you, the charav based on mikdash based on mikdash will be destroyed. Miav and adrisud, would you have made the neder? Would you have listened to your friends if they would have said not a good idea? That's a, so. I'm a Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says, if I was around at the time of Nachum Amodi, ziav awesome, hava amina lechon, I would have said one second. What do you mean that the based on mikdash is going to be destroyed is no lud? We know from the neviim, the neviim that lived at that time, they were telling everybody that what's going to happen. The base of me is going to destroy. That's not considered Nola. We find that the Navi Yirmiya said, Hashem, Hechel Hashem, Hechel Hashem, Hechel Hashem. He laments three times. He says the words Hechel Hashem. Why did he say it? Because the first Hechel is going to be destroyed. And the second Hechel is going to be destroyed. You're going to have to have a third Hechel. So what do you see? That it was knowledge that isn't beyond the realm of possibility. It's not Nola. So therefore, Hechel Hashem, Hechel Hashem, Hechel Hashem, Hechel Hashem, Hechel even though they had conceptually in their minds, they knew it was going to be destroyed. They didn't know when it's going to be. Since they know when it's going to be. What do you mean they didn't know it's going to be? I'm Rabbi, below you dying. Have you learned Daniel? There's been a decree of Shavuim Shivim. Says Taisa, Shavuim Shivim means over here that there's going to be 70, between the destruction of the first base of Megdash, destruction of 70, there's going to be 70 cycles of Shemitah. What is 70 cycles of Shemitah? 400, and 90 years. Between the 70 years between the first base amygdash and the second base amygdash, plus the second base amygdash lasted for 420 years. So they knew 490 years. Now I'm going to tell you how the Rishonim learned this. So, Chayra, so why isn't it something that they were aware of? So, Mura says like this. So, Mura says, Mm-hmm. Now, the way the Rishonim seem to learn this, they still don't know which day it's going to be. Still know it's going to be there. But it was going to be beginning of the year, end of the year. I find that very difficult. If you know it's going to be this year, so I understood the Lebda Yoma, I think it means that they did not understand that when you go back and read Daniel now, you understand that's what it means. But Baha'i Yoma, at that day, at that time, they didn't know that that's what Daniel was saying. I didn't see the Rishonim say that. But, that, but that's the part is it still wasn't within the realm of their mindset, and therefore it makes it no law, and therefore people that made the Nazirus before the base of they're destroyed so are bound by the Nazirus. They cannot use it as a Pesach. Have a good job, everybody. Wow.